Welcome to my Japanese Green Tea Podcast, a show dedicated to Japanese tea. Hosted by tea blogger Ricardo Caicedo. Welcome to episode 39 of my Japanese Green Tea Podcast. Today's guest is the founder of Do Matcha, John Harrison. We'll be talking about his company and, of course, matcha. Hi, John. Thanks for joining the show. Thank you, Ricardo. Nice to be here. Can you give us the story behind the founding of Do Matcha and, and about yourself? Well,、um, it's a long story, but I,、uh, I, I guess we need to go back to、uh, 1890. My great grandparents were living in China. And decided to move from China to Japan in 1892. And、um, Henry Andrews moved there with、uh, Mr. George, and they started a company in Japan called Andrews and George in 1892. And that was the beginning of all of sort of our family's history.、Um, my mother was born out there. I, was, I grew up in Japan. And so we have four generations of, of folks in, in our family that、um, love that part of the world. Did a lot of different business uh, um, areas that we worked in. One was、uh, machinery, but the other was in food. The family did. And at some point、uh, here in the last sort of 10 years, 12 years,、um, I was running Andrews and George, and I was looking for something that would take me back to Japan. And I ended up、uh, talking to some friends of mine. That were in Japan and said, Hey, you know, we looked at a couple of things and, and we decided on matcha. But、uh, there were a couple of, of also the interesting twists and turns that I had to go through in order to get that to happen. Why did you become interested in matcha? Well, I, part, the friends that I knew in Japan were very,、uh, had a very close group of friends that were involved with tea and matcha. And、uh, I had to fly to Japan to be introduced to this group. And I was there about a week, got to know several of our growers and、uh, the Honda clan as well. And after being there for a week, I came back, waited for two or three more weeks to find out if、uh, these folks were interested in working with us. And the interesting thing with both of the facilities that we grind in,、uh, they have. One has been operating for 400 years, the other for 300 years. And on, the only thing they do is tea, matcha. And so, you know, they, their whole market was domestic, meaning they only sold in the Japanese market. They had never exported. And so, when I arrive, and I, you know, we, we've talked about that since, and these folks are, are really very good friends of mine now. You know, why did they decide to take a chance on a gaijin? You know, this is a, a white person. And it was really our family's history there. And, you know, we'd been in Japan,、um, you know, Andrews and George had been operating for 127 years. So a long time. And a big part of that was、uh, in Japan. So that was the primary reason for them to take a chance and start selling matcha to me. The matcha is sold through the same、uh, company, right? Well, it's sold, yes, it's sold, sold through my family's company, and, and we own the rights to the brand. You know, the brand Domacha、uh, is owned by Andrews and George, which is my family's business. And when you started selling matcha,、uh, what hurdles did you have to overcome? Well, the very first time that I, I, I was actually involved with the initial sort of launch of it, and we, you know, one of the big markets we tried to get into was Whole Foods. And、um, at that time, this is now 12 years ago,、uh, teas, when you go into the 
tea category in any one of those health food stores, you know, the price per box of tea bags was anywhere from $2 to maybe a high-end tea in a bag was $5. And when I presented um, the tins of matcha, the price ranged between about $20 and $35. And they said, absolutely no chance, no way. They weren't interested. And what, what, we ended up doing was putting this in on consignment. So if it sold, they paid us. And um, that process, well, only lasted a little while. They found that there was actually a market there, but we did a lot of demos. We did a lot of co-ops. And what we were doing was trying to educate consumers on the the health benefits of matcha. And um, over about a year, we ended up being one of the top selling SKUs in Whole Foods. And uh, from there, it's kind of history. So you, you actually started with, with the ceremonial grade matcha at Whole Foods? Yes, we started with ceremonial and uh, summer harvest both. And those were our, our starting SKUs. Okay. And the matches that, that you have now, can you tell me about those? Well, we, we have... Uh, we still have our ceremonial and that, that organ- we have regular conventional ceremonial and we have it in two sizes and we have organic uh, ceremonial as well. That, those, that's our top selling skew and the 80 gram in particular. And then we have summer harvest in, in several sizes as well, 80 and 30 grams. And uh, on top of that, we also have a newer two skews that we brought in, which are called Master's Choice. Those, those two are what we consider to be the highest available matcha on the market anywhere. And, um, and this is, we have two, two grinding facilities that we use. And the Master's Choice line is, is, is part of Domacha, but we call it Master's Choice, uh, is ground in, an, in another facility. And so um, uh, we have those two SKUs as well. One is a, a low caffeine matcha and the other is, is, a, is a conventional matcha. I've tried both and, and they're very good. Um, how, how does the low caffeine one work? What, what makes it be lower caffeine content? Well, that one's, that's an interesting product because we, we are the only ones globally that have that. Uh, no other matcha company makes a decaf and we can call it a decaf. Um, it has six milligrams per gram of caffeine in it, which is identical to a cup of decaf coffee. Uh, coffee calls it decaf We've called, chosen to call it low caffeine uh, because there is a little bit of caffeine, but it's safe to drink in the evening. It's not going to keep you up for children as well. It's not, uh, you know, it's the, the level of caffeine is very, very low. So um, the sales of that, we, we again started in North America with that, and, uh, and it has been going very, very well. In what markets do you sell besides North America? We're in uh, Australia, the UK. Ireland, I think that, that's, uh, that's about all we're in. Uh, yeah, well, that, that's plenty. Ah, well, and actually, you know, I forgot we recently opened up Dubai as well. Oh, very nice. Yeah. The online tea store, does it ship uh, internationally or is it only for, for those countries that you mentioned? No, we, we can ship internationally and, and um, you know, obviously there's a freight component to that. Uh, so, you know, it's a little bit uh, expensive, uh, but, you know, we, we generally, if we find somebody in Europe, we'll, we'll tie them in with uh, the person that we have in, in Europe that's doing distribution. And uh, same with the Middle East and, and with Australia. And then in that way, we cut down on our freight costs. Okay. And coming back, back to the matcha, uh, where do the tea leaves come from for your matches? 
they're all from Japan. Um, we don't uh, import any other, and we don't blend or mix any other, whether they're from Taiwan or uh, Malaysia or China. Ours are 100% Japanese, and uh, our organic leaves all come from the southern island of Kyushu, and um, the conventional comes from the Kyoto region. Is that the reason why, why you have two facilities, one for each origin? No, no. The the uh, both of the our grinding facilities are in Kyoto. It's just that they they these are two different uh, suppliers that we use, and they both have very very good techniques. So we decided we would use both of these. Okay, and which one is your best selling tea? The best selling is our is our um, ceremonial eighty gram organic. That's different from the master's choice, right? That's different. But the one you're telling me is also ceremonial. Yes, Master's Choice uh, is, is a ceremonial grade, um, but it's a very, very high ceremonial grade. And, and uh, so that's why we've, we've chosen that name for it. I believe that would receive an award, right? Yes, our ceremonial, actually, our ceremonial has won the uh, Best Matcha Award as, and our Summer Harvest has as well. So, um, you know, over the years, we've, we've won a number of awards for each of those groups. Regarding the, the master's choice, what, what makes it different from, from the normal ceremonial team? The, the facility that does this for, for us is called um, uh, Koyama-en. And uh, this is a company that has been grinding for, and more of a boutique type facility, a little smaller, um, but have been in the business a very, very long time. They grow their own leaves. And so their process and grinding facility is, is geared really to what they have been doing for all that time. And they're very, very particular about their process. And uh, so that's why uh, we work with them exclusively. They don't work with uh, another company outside of Japan other than Andrews and George. And besides that, you also have um, loose leaf tea, right? We have loose leaf uh, tea as well, yes. Um, can you tell me about those? We have fi five varieties of that. Uh, our number one is Gen Matcha, which is um, a mixture. It has some roasted rice in it. Very, very, um, it's a, a very mild taste. Uh, I, that's my favorite one as well. It happens to be the, our, our best seller. Then we have uh, Tencha, which, which is organic. And that's our second best product in terms of sales. And oh, really? uh, yeah, and then we have hojicha. These are all organic, by the way. All of our tea bags are, are organic. Uh, hojicha is a shade-grown tencha leaves. They're kind of they're pan-fired and they're slow roasted, so they're a very traditional method that's used in Kyoto, and a very unique flavor. It's not something you you find uh, commonly in in any market, but we brought that into into the North American market. Then we have Essentia Organic, which is a full sun-grown uh, organic Essentia, and that uses the very first picked leaves, and it's, again, a very high-quality product. And uh, then we have Gokuro, which is organic as well, and uh, this is a shade-grown tea, and it's similar to Tensha, but uh, instead of being stone ground, they actually roll, roll the leaves, and um, they look like uh, pine needles. And so a very, very interesting process. And because of that rolling process, it gives it a different flavor profile. And I'm also seeing in your website 
the domacha shaker bottle. Yes, we have a shaker bottle as well. And, um, you know, one of the things I didn't mention in the very beginning when we were trying to get matcha going in the North American market, one of the, one of the key factors is the, is the health benefits of matcha. And once we started to show those, and we also decided to change it because one of the concerns Japan had with uh, bringing matcha to North America was that it was a very tr traditional method. It took time to whisk your uh, bowl of matcha. You needed to sort of have, you know, make the time to do that. And North America was such a high, fast-paced society. They felt that that process would be very, very difficult to convince North Americans to do. And uh, they were correct to some extent about that. And, and what we did was we did, we did show that, we presented it that way, but we also decided that we wanted another way to illustrate the health benefits. So we mixed the, I love the product cold. I mixed it with almond milk or uh, rice milk, and I put half a banana in, threw it into a blender. And, and that is another way to get your matcha and get all the health benefits. But the tea flavor is not nearly as strong. And so for people that were new to green tea, found the taste was a little bit too strong for them, we suggested make it into a latte or a smoothie. And that was when our sales really took off. When we, when we showed people a different way to consume matcha in North America, the sales just went through the roof. And that was the key. And it was really just by accident because we were thinking of, you know, how can we make this more convenient for North American buyers? And even now, the matcha latte is very popular. Now, now it, it's hard to imagine, you know, matcha is everywhere. Matcha latte, you know, Starbucks has it. You see it in virtually every coffee shop now. And uh, you have matcha haagen ice cream. You have matcha cookies. You have matcha candies. Uh, cakes, just about anything you can think of has matcha in it. And uh, to think that, you know, 12, 13 years ago, that word wasn't even known. And uh, it's pretty exciting, actually, to, to realize that, you know, we were kind of leading that charge. Right now, uh, what do you think has changed in the American consumer regarding matcha? Well, you know, that I, you know, they, what we found given a little bit of time is that people, once they realized uh, and they were happy with matcha, they liked the health benefits, they tended to move from the quick way to prepare it in a smoothie or latte and going back to their traditional way and slowing down and using this as a time in the day that they actually slowed down a little bit and took for themselves. So we're finding people are going back to the traditional way once they decide they, they want to include matcha in their day-to-day -day routine. And do you normally drink it in the traditional way? I, I would say probably we're a pretty even split these days um, between uh, matcha latte, traditional way, and then putting it into smoothies um, or a shake. I think we're probably pretty even in, 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 in regards to that. Um, what future plans do you have for Domach? Well, we, you know, at this point in time, we're, we're expanding the market and looking at new markets. And, and um, you know, I think what we're going to focus on is are some other areas in Europe. And uh, we did introduce uh, recently, this was just last year, we reintroduced Domacha back into Japan and under that brand. So uh, that label and Interestingly, you know, one of the things that we found, uh, the Japanese matcha in Japan is something that people consume. It's 
part of their green tea heritage. And they didn't think of it in terms of health benefits. They thought of green tea and matcha as something that um, was part of their history. And it's interesting because we are reteaching or teaching Japan what the actual specific health benefits are for matcha. They didn't know. And they're very, very interested in that. So that launch happened this year. And so that, and we're launching it talking about health benefits of matcha, not the traditional use of matcha. So very, very different for them to see that um, we took it to North America and now North America is taking it back to Japan. Oh, very interesting. What do you think about the market for matcha? Is it going to keep growing or has it reached its peak already? Well, I, I just read a report not too long ago. I think this was maybe six months ago. And they're looking, the, the matcha market is expected to double over the really? next, yeah, continue to grow rapidly over the next uh, five to 10 years. And um, the difficulty is that most of the matcha, yeah, it'll be about $5.5 billion. So it's a, it's a large uh, segment. Is that But, like worldwide or in North that, America? No, that's worldwide. And uh, the difficulty is that the Japanese production can't keep up with that. There isn't enough growing. And that's why some of these other markets have come on board. Taiwan, Malaysia, India, China, they're all now producing uh, matcha. So they're sort of taking up the slack that Japan, the demand that J Japan can't meet. So, so it'll take a while before Japan can accommodate. Well, I, I'm not sure it'll ever keep up, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, this is, this is tremendous growth. And, you know, Japan's a small country, uh, only so much uh, landmass there. So, and it's fairly labor intensive. Tea, um, you know, you've got to have space for that. And you also have the right microclimate for that. So not all of Japan is suitable for growing tea. And so there's certain areas that are particularly good. And uh, they'll continue to expand that, but I don't think uh, they're going to be able to keep up with global demand. Because even even Japan imports uh, like powdered green tea from China, right, for their cooking and yes, yes. Because I, I imagine it must be much cheaper. It's much cheaper, and and for non-traditional use, uh, that's what they're going to as well. Do you see any any trends regarding the loose leaf tea? Well, loose leaf tea. You know, that, that's where the green tea market started. And, you know, tea bags and loose leaf tea were, were quite known in terms of green tea. The varieties that we've brought to North America, a few of those are, are not well known, like Gokuro and Hojicha. Uh, and so the consumer awareness on those is going to take some time. Uh, I have seen that it has shown up. We have some competitors now in the market with those as well. But when we started, there was the, you know, those were really unknown. That market is also, I think, is going to grow. All of these flavors, uh, the tea bags, you know, they, they're very unique in their flavor profile, but they're not as strong as matcha. And so for some folks that are kind of getting into the green tea area, uh, those are excellent uh, sort of introductory green tea products. Are you selling or, or are you considering the hojicha powder? In Japan, it looks like they're doing many, like many sweets and, and things with, with that one. With hojicha. Well, we haven't. We haven't, okay. thought of, we haven't thought about a powder form for that at this point in time. And, um, you know, because it, it has a unique flavor profile. So it would take a little bit of work, I think. We did, by the way, uh, with that one, we won first place in North America Tea Championship. Well, congratulations. Okay, John. So um, thanks for 
for your time. It was really interesting to talk with you and a company of such a long history. And I wish you the best with Domacha and hopefully you get to expand to more markets worldwide. Well, thank you very much, Ricardo, for having me. Appreciate it. Okay, goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to my Japanese Green Tea Podcast. Join us again next time 